Check this out. Listen, listen. You know what I've listened to literally all morning? What? Turn It On Again by Genesis. Oh, you're a big, you're a big Genesis uh, fan. Well, nice try at a, at a funny joke, but I actually am up to a point. At what point? Where Phil Collins speaks? Mm. Um, Wasn't Peter Gabriel in that for a while? <laughs> yes. Also, to keep Paul, track of also, Paul, also, Paul McCartney was in the Beatles. Was he? Yeah, before was Wings. Was that after Wings? It was in a different band, yeah. Yep, Didn't he play yep. with uh, the slow hand? Mm-hmm, yeah, him and uh, the Traveling Wilburys. Oh, that was a weird setup. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wasn't Dylan in that one? Mm, yes. And then the yes. guy, what's the harmonica guy that was big and then lost the weight? Uh, let's see, I think you're thinking of um, uh, Blind Junior Samples number two. <laughs> Blind Willie. Blind Willie. Blind, isn't Blind, there, Blind there, Willie Nelson, they used to call him. <laughs> right. I like that bus. I've always, I've always had a certain um, almost feral attraction to RVs. Really? Oh, my God. I think it's part, probably by being a poor kid. You go to the mall, they got an RV show, and it's a whole house that you can drive. And it's got little, it's got little beds and a little kitchen. It's got chairs that you can swivel in. Oh. You didn't love RVs? I loved RVs. I never really spent much time in the RV. That we... I, I do have a lot of questions about how the bathroom works. I think it's like an airplane and you flush it and it falls to the ground and freezes before it hits the earth. That's right. That's right. And you have to be careful because you can get prolapse. You ever have prolapse? Oh, I've read about that. <laughs> truck, a... truck butt or the thing they call it. <laughs> I think that's when you don't wash hard enough. Oh, you got to wash hard. Oh, you got to really get in there. You got to scald it. It's not bleeding. You're not done. Yeah. Do you remember that photo of the uh, weightlifter? Wow. Yeah. We're barely two minutes into this. That's from Deuteronomy. (laughs) (laughs) Prank truck. Do you remember that (laughs) that photograph of the weightlifter that was going around for a while? He had the prolapse. No. Oh, Dan. Dan, Dan, Dan. I got to see it. I got to see it. Actually, you really, really don't. No, send it or else I can't, I can't do the show. I'm backing away from the show until I see this. Are you Can sending I be candid? In? Can I be candid? Go ahead, caller. Okay, first time prolapser. Oh, God. I, 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 there's not, I'm a person who looks at the internet a lot as part of my work. Clearly. Mm, I mean, and, just talking to you for, for two minutes and 45 seconds will reveal this. I know Pentatook. I, Pentatonic. No, no, I think you're thinking of slow hand. The blues scale. Slow hand. Remind me to talk about Ginger Baker. Can I I just say one thing as we start? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. I have like 35 items of follow-up and literally no topic. So this is going to be one of those shows you love. I love, this is my favorite kind of show. Yeah, you know what it is? It's what Freud called a latent period. I think we've been so good, like for the last really 108 episodes, I think we need to just relax and kick back a little oh, bit. Oh, you're speaking my language. That's People exactly gonna like what that. We're going to, you're going to get, you're going to get email about that. I don't Do you want just, email. Can we just groove? And then if you, just groove. We, we'll just groove. Smooth groove. Ginger Baker. Um, let's circle back to that. I literally will not search for weightlifter prolapse. By the way, a great guy. By Is that how you do it? Wait, hold on. Wait. Here's the thing. I don't, you know what? I'm not going to get into prolapse. We don't have a topic this prolapse. week. You don't want prolapse though. Weightlifter dun, 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 dun. mishap. Turn it on, turn it on again. How you doing? You looking at images? Yeah, but uh, so far everything looks. Oh no! Yeah, you understand why I didn't want to send that to you? What is that? 
that's what happens. What is that? Try to lift weights too hard and you really put your lower gut into it. No, no, no. And then you got prolapse. Do you know how many people? Oh, no, 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 no. Don't. You understand now? Does it make sense? Now I can't do the show because I've seen it. Yes. Yes. It's, you thought it was going to be one of those things like those scary oily guys with bulgy things. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was going to be a scary guy with a different kind of bulge title. (laughs) What do you think of that? It's just, just another reason not to do sports. There's so many, Dan. You get character. You have to uh, shower with other people. There's the smells, the character. Do, 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 do. That song gets in your head, buddy. Which one is it? Or Not Again by Genesis. I don't 13, think I know 13, it. 13-4 time. 13-4 time. Um, hmm. Yeah, I watched that. You know what? This is really boring. I, should we do a little bit of follow-up? Yeah, let's, let's... Hey, how you doing? It's good to hear your voice. Hey, we, yeah, how you doing? I'm really... Wow, I gotta you, tell you. You can be really, really a dark horse sometimes. You can be kind of a vertigo sometimes. Huh. You could be a little bit of an image. <laughs> Did Jim Lee really help start image? Is that true? Oh, yeah. This is one of those stories where I think he started, that, then he, he backed away from it and came back to I don't know. Hmm. Still trying to get my head around some of that uh, Jim Lee X-Men. Um, good week? Big week. Isn't, I listen to some of your other programs that you like to cross promote. Uh, is it fair to say that you are now officially ensconced in the worldwide 5x5 headquarters? Safely ensconced, finally, at long last. And we even got the desks from my house, the old uh, Ikea desks. Nice. They're here now. It's, it looks like an Ikea showroom. Huh. You can come in. We even are going to be putting a little, you know, the like the row and aisle numbers with a little, <laughs> you know, so that you, if you see something you like, you know where exactly where to go from in the Ikea showroom to go get it. Is this a, you get like a floor map? <laughs> yeah, we some get diacriticals. Yeah, and you can go get the little, uh, the little measuring tapes and little golf pencils. And oh, can I turn notes. your life around? Yes. Okay. God, for please. You know those giant blue shopping bags? I don't know if you have those in Texas. Those giant blue Ikea shopping bags? Ah, oh, yeah, I totally do. And then they have a weird cart that's designed for you to that's put... That's a cool cart. But what I'm telling you, uh, gentleman to gentleman, buy four of those big blue Ikea bags. Really? And you will find... Yes, yes. It's like a handgun. You'll find a way to use it. They, they will... Those things are so great. We can go out and collect sticks with your son. Uh, you can put uh, dry goods and staples in there. You could put a small body, like a dog. There's like, seriously, <laughs> really? they're real sturdy. Yeah. Well, I've never, I, I personally, I mean, you I would collect, have no. I don't collect sticks. Not a Led Zeppelin album. But <laughs> what I would say is get some of those because uh, they're real good. And so you're in there now, Dan, can I ask you a question? Are you all set up w- with your setup the way you like it set up? It's not a hundred percent of the way I want it to be, but it's much, much closer than it's ever, ever, ever been. It sounded like you were pretty frustrated, understandably frustrated last week. During the move, yeah, it was really about. It was really. Rough. It's stressful. Moves are stressful. Losing your job, uh, carrying your dog in a blue bag, all these kinds of things. Uh, really, having a wristwatch pull a hair out of your arm. These are these are quantifiable stressful events. Yeah, Did moving you know in here and getting set up was level. Yeah, hmm? yeah. Hmm? Uh, <laughs> and so you're all set. You've got to be feeling much better about it. You got room. You got now. Your did your uh, office mates move in? They are also in. Is that? Did you say that was a studio? Neat people. Uh, I had I had lunch with the one half of the studio neat people. Just neat. 
Geocon- <laughs> just, I don't know whether he was, <laughs> I don't know whether he was studio or neat, but he goes by I like Dan Sachs, but I'm not crazy about Goldman. I gotta right. be honest. Or Fifth yeah. Avenue. Right. Fitch. Love. Yeah. Abercrombie, not so much. Not a fan. Well, this is good, Dan. This is wonderful news. I don't like being stressed out about stuff like that. No, the folks that are in here, they're called, uh, their company is called Fun Size. Fun Size. Like the, uh, like the candy bars, like a Mounds Bar or a Mounds Bar. Shoe. Dove Bar. Dove Bar. I like a Dove Bar. You know what they got here? Mm-hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take you out there. You're going to go nuts. Mm-hmm. They, got, uh, they got something called Big, I think it's called Big Top. Big, Big Top. Top. And they got candy. The all candy we grew up with. They got Big League Chew in there. Ooh. They got the Goldenberg Chews. Goldenberg Chews. Everything's <gasps> in there. Do they actually really have Goldenberg Chews? Yes, they really actually do. Isn't that on the East Coast thing? Yeah, I don't know how they have them here, but they have them. Huh. You're wasting your that time sounds up fantastic. there. fantastic. Dan, you know what? We can't talk about this yet, but we're going to, I don't know if you know this, we're going to have something to talk about probably pretty soon. It's really big news. I just, I... I'm so excited about it. this is this is everything I feel like I've been working toward if, if for two, three years. Are you employed, sir? Are you employed, sir? <laughs> Do you go to work? <laughs> Let me understand this. Every time this is a rug, be exciting. This is be every time a rug is micturated upon. Yeah. Um, and so we'll hopefully you and I are going to have a man call after this and then hopefully we'll settle our business and we'll be able to say something exciting. So, that was now probably patently obvious to everyone. Yeah. Am I wrong? No. Am I wrong? Yeah, but. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so again, we don't have a topic, but. Uh, I that's like the gonna, shows where yeah. you prepare a lot for them. Why do you provoke me? Do you know how hard I try to make you love me? That's try, the I, problem is it, you, if you love someone. Yeah. Set them free. Send them a Sting record. Um, I saw Sting in, uh, he played North Carolina. In, on uh, purpose? In raw, yeah. And his allergies were bad, but he still sounded great. And guess who opened for him? Annie Berlin. Lennox. Ooh, man. And they sang together, too. I'd eat her on a Triscuit. She's tremendous. I, I really enjoy her a lot. And, you know, she had a band before. The, I'm sorry, derailing you. She was in a really good band. She and Dave, Dave Beard Glasses. Pell, were, were, Pell. Dave Pell. That's right. The guy from the uh, Internet Rock Hero. And, uh, he and, lives with you. He lives where you live. Do you guys... Mm, I don't like, think that's accurate. Chow down or anything? I don't think he knows who that's I am. Good. But um, she was in a terrific band. I'll put up a video of theirs uh, for show notes uh, called, uh, Dan, can I ask you a question? Eurythmics. Eurythmics. No, the tourists. She was in a band with Dave, Dave Lennox. Dave, no, Dave Lennox is the air conditioner guy. Dave Stewart? You're thinking, thinking of Jimmy, Jimmy Stewart? Stewart, yeah. No, I think you're thinking of Jimmy Durante. Good night, Mrs. Calabash, wherever you are. Are you a Jack White fan? He's the guy with the stringy hair. Stringy hair, and he's, yeah. he plays guitar uh, the way you do, and good guy. I like that one song that that. Um, oh, oh, uh, high voltage. Oh, and I think I think an ACDC. Dan, this has to stop. The Tourists were a great pop band that they were in uh, before they formed the Eurythmics. Is that guy? Is the guy from the Eurythmics with the sunglasses and the beard? Mm-hmm. Is he the same guy that was in the Tom Petty video as the Caterpillar? Was he the Caterpillar in that video? You know it could I mean? be. I would guess that's probably Jeff Lynn. Because he's the one who, uh, you know, I love Jeff Lynn, but he's the one who ruined a lot of those Tom Petty records. He always wears glasses. He's had very big hair. He's had baggy eyes since he was in the move in the late 60s. But uh, I love ELO. I, you know, I, I buy so much ELO. I bought, 
I bought his, he re-records. So here's the deal. He wrote the songs, but he doesn't own the rights, the publishing rights. So he re, and of course you got here ELO songs and all kinds of commercials. You know, you get that hold on tight and the coffee, you got Mr. Blue Sky, anybody who asked for it, but he didn't own the publishing rights. Well, I mean, he had the publishing rights, but he didn't have the rights to sell the song. So he re-recorded all of them like last year. And they sound almost exactly. Oh, like right. The, so then he, he owned them because he was sort of covering his own songs, which he was allowed to do. Yes. And by covering them, he could re-release them and then profit from them. Yeah. Yeah. I think he makes a lot of dough off of that. Anyway, the tourists are terrific. Uh, wasn't a big traveling Wilburys fan. I like uh, Tom Petty's Damn the Torpedoes. I recommend Blonde on Blonde by Bob Dylan. Uh, New World Record by ELO. And really anything by The Move. You want to button this up? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, I got some follow-up. Okay, go ahead. I really, I really ate the booger last week, and I feel pretty bad about it. About what? I, what are you talking I about? Made, I made a very careless, I very rarely correct myself because I'm very rarely wrong, which is not correct. But I, uh, I made a terrible mistake last week, and I feel bad about what it. What are you talking about? There's no mistakes. Okay, do you remember last week when I made an offhand remark about um, Arnold Roth? I made a joke like about O'Reilly Unix books and I mentioned Arnold Roth. This is, this is how my brain works. I would like to apologize to Arnold Robbins oh. who wrote Unix in a nutshell and who is the, 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 probably the second most famous O'Reilly book, I'll bet, which is the Tarsier book, the one, Unix in a nutshell. I'm guessing Pro, Programming Pearl is probably the most famous. But uh, his name is Arnold Robbins. Now, can I just walk, quickly walk you through how badly I screwed that up? Yeah. Okay, so... I said, I said Arnold Roth. I was confusing him with both Arnold Rothstein and Hyman Roth. Hyman from Roth Godfather. from The Godfather. That's right. Now, Arnold Rothstein was known as the mob's accountant. Uh, now, not to be confused with Meyer Lansky, who fixed the 1919 World Series. Now, Hyman Roth mentions both of those guys, I think, in The Godfather too. But I would just like to apologize, really, to the Robbins and the Rothsteins and the Roths and any Lanskys that are out there. Because that was that's a terrible mistake. I, I I screwed up like four different dumb references. That's inexcusable. I don't. I mean, I don't recall any of this, but that's cool. That you don't listen to our show. I do, but not every episode. I'm busy with this other one that you do, which is um, the Roderick. Uh, I like that guy. Why does it have to be this way, Dan? Hmm? Can't can we can we just have the relationship we have where you I'm don't saying I enjoy to... one of your shows. I listen to the show. You've never heard it. I have heard it. Anyway, boy, I love Ask that me Godfather. some questions about it one day. I'll answer them all. I don't listen to every episode. Um, I'm not a saint. Godfather 2 might be my all-time favorite movie. It's definitely in the top three or five. For sure, but I didn't know that it was up like your favorite. Your favorite or do you think the best movie made? Like what's the best movie ever made and what's your favorite movie? There's kind of a difference. Oh no, I, I make that distinction all the time. I make, especially with albums, I'll say like, like for example, I think Revolver is definitely the best Beatles album, but sometimes I like Rubber Soul better. Oh, those are the two top those ones. Two. You I could oscillate. go to war. Wars have been fought over less. Yeah, but both sides would win. You know, they're both so good. That's one reason my daughter has that name she has, you know? Revolver? Hmm? No, because Devania Burke can sing. <laughs> No, uh, Eleanor Rigby, but um, which is a song about a very sad woman who dies alone. I thought she'd enjoy that. She's also kind of named after the the horse faced uh, first lady and uh, the actor from Help, uh, Eleanor Braun. 
You're learning so much about me today. I'm, yeah. I'm really sorry, Dan. I literally don't have a topic today. These you are the think best this shows. is okay? No, this is great. This is what people <laughs> tune into the show for. So I feel like a real dope about that because Unix in a nutshell, alongside with um, learning the best shell, are, are two of my bathroom books, which I'm sure he'd be very, <laughs> very pleased to know. I think, right. he's, I think he's observant. Observant like be. as a Jew? Mm-hmm. See, I didn't want to work ping pong, but I'm pretty sure he's observant. Anyway, I apologize to all of those. And if you haven't seen The Godfather 2 or, or read uh, uh, Unix in a Nutshell. You well, stop listening now because there will be spoilers. Mm. <laughs> 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 how so, you, how um, you doing up there? Oh, God, I'm doing great. I am a little goofy. Um, I, uh, I, had, I had dinner last night. Is that unusual? Well, it's unusual to have it with Brett Terpstra. Oh. <gasps> Really? What's he doing had, out there? I, I think it's, I'm allowed to say he's here. Yeah, we had a very, we have very, very costly steaks, and it was really fun. It's nice. It's nice to. I don't see people. I don't leave the house a lot, and so it's a pretty big deal to get to hang out. And, and you know, and honestly, if I hang out with you, that's a pretty big deal because I don't really go places. No, you don't really leave or move. Yeah, especially with my lady friend. Oh, you went out with her too. <laughs> I watched it. I, I'm your special it. lady or your lady friend? <laughs> <laughs> draws a lot, a lot of water in this town. Um, Who, Jack? Yeah, I'm doing. I'm, I'm doing great. I had. I had a. Uh, you know. You know me. I like a ribeye. I like a strip steak. I had an outstanding strip steak. I had Brussels sprouts, which, which I'm still dealing with, literally this morning. Um, oh, they leave. A, they leave a mark, brother. It's like. It's like. It's like two dogs got in a fight and had chili. Bad. Oh, oh man. Yeah. You ever been around a dog that does that a lot? Like no, a, like a I don't. Dog? I don't like Bulldog? dogs. You don't like dogs at all? No. I don't dislike them, but I want to be yeah. clear about this because I'll get a lot of email. I yes. neither like nor dislike them. I, I know that they're here. I accept their presence, but they're not. I don't seek out their company. I feel that way about Carly Rae Jepsen. She's grown on me. Mm-hmm. You hear that mashup of uh, that yes, song? Yes, the Nine Inch Nails, Head Like a Hole. I used to dance to that song. We all did. Mm-hmm. That's, as you do. Anyway, I apologize to everybody um, for really literally everything. But, uh, you know, those are good books. Those are good books. They got animals on the cover, the O'Reilly books. They're still good. Still good. I mean, I, they update them. But, you know, it's Unix. You know? It's not, it's not what you would call the most dynamically updated language. Um, or, I mean, you're going to get system. email. You're going to get email about that. Well, that I'll take. Charge Park. Um, I uh, want to mention another thing because I have literally nothing but follow-up. I just got this uh, link off the tutor from uh, user Ledlow. And Ledlow. Ledlow. L-E-D-L-O-W. Hmm. Ledlow sent me a toot uh, pointing to uh, something that uh, I have wanted for a very long time. I'm going to talk about scratching two of my H's today. And I don't mean Brussels sprouts. Um, one of them is he sent me a link to a Chrome extension called, um, I think it's called Compose Gmail Chrome extension. Hmm. And it really... I'm not a technologist, as you know, but it strikes me that this could hardly be simpler, and yet it's the greatest thing in the world. You Tell me the truth that- about something really quick, though. Please, Did go ahead, you go ahead. ever put technologist on a resume to describe yourself? There is an archive.org version. I called myself a seasoned technologist. Seasoned? I don't, I mean, I know what those words mean, but when you put them together, it's like almost the opposite of what I am. I'm a non-seasoned, barely technologist. Right. Yeah, yeah, I did cold fusion, so <laughs> nothing to sneeze at. <laughs> No, I've done that. Now, Dan, have you ever put technologist on a resume? Oh, yeah. You are a technologist, though. I guess. You can set up a server. Is that what it takes to be? 
That's one of them. Uh, you also have to have a shirt that's a little too small, some Star Wars figures on your desk. Check, um, check. <laughs> right now I've got on my desk, I've got two spider women, spider persons. How do you say that? Spider woman. Spider woman. Spider woman. I've got two spider woman. Let me see here. Oh God, there's a lot of dander on this desk. I've got four, four multi-tools, some emodium, some uh, floss. Oh, you know what? Oh, we got to come back to this. Ask me about this. What? Um, ask me later. So you go to this composed Gmail Chrome extension. You put it in your Chrome browser. It gives you a little button up in your dingus. You hit it, and it just opens the compose email page. You send the email, and then you don't have to look at an inbox. Really? Well, and that's you. You enjoy email, and you spend a lot of time in email. So that's probably not a huge thing for you. But you know, probably on half a dozen occasions, I've uh, complained about how hard it is to go to a place on OS ten. I mentioned this, like I think last week or the week before. Um, it's so hard to find a place where you go and just make an email without having to see email. If I were a fully rounded grown up, that I, that would not bug me as much as it does, but it bugs me. It bugs me to have to see incoming email when I just want to send an email. So it's that's like this, it, it so. throws your whole game off. Well, yeah, I mean, to, and to use a twenty five year old analogy, it, like I've said before, it feels a little bit like having to listen to all of your answering machine messages before you can call someone. Like I, I deal with email rarely, but I deal with it all in a pass, you know, and I. I just, I don't need to see that. And so I, I've done stuff like, oh, dumb stuff. But anyway, I want to mention that to people. It's in show notes. Dan, can I ask you a question? Uh, yes. Yes. If people wanted to find show notes for episode 109 of your Back to Work program, where would they go to find that? 5by5.tv slash B as in boy, two is in the number, W is in women slash 109. 109. 109 times. Primrose Path. Uh, that's really great. This is bad, Dan. I got, I got a lot of follow-up, and that's Let's really it. Let's just do it. Let's just hit it. Hit it and quit it. I feel embarrassed. I feel, you know, like I'm not really serving our audience. Should I, should I just let that go and just be myself? I don't know if you can, but yeah. No. Um, another thing uh, I want to tell you about, uh, courtesy a friend of the show, Sven Fechner. Sven Fechner. Sven Fechner. This is new uh, to me. I don't, this is your follow-up. I don't know what this is. You know, I read, I read like four websites, and one of them is his site, uh, Simplicity is Bliss. Mm. Uh, where he actually writes, you know, good stuff about productivity and stuff. And he's not a dope. There's your pull quotes, Fen. Um, and this is something called templates. How do you say this? .scpt, AppleScript. Like templates.scooped. Skipped? How do you pronounce that? Anyway, it's, a, it's an AppleScript that works with OmniFocus. And one thing that's currently not built into OmniFocus that is a little bit acrobatic to pull off is, uh, is the ability to have project templates, right? Like, for example, with this show, believe it or not, there's like a bunch of stuff I have to do before and after. You know, I need to like turn off my Dropbox and close the window and plug in the mic. And, you know, I generally know how to do that. Sometimes I don't remember to turn off Dropbox. And then, you know, but, that, you know, and then after I got to do show notes and so forth. There's lots of things like this. Just something as simple as like, if you ever call someone or email mm -hmm. somebody, there's a pretty good chance you're doing that because you're expecting a response from them. You want a response. Yeah, and so basically this lets you go in, long story short, if you use OmniFocus as much as I do, uh, listeners, you're going to love this, because you can go in and set up templates. You create a folder called templates, and inside of that, oh, by the way, this a guy's name, uh, he's a Canadian, his name is Chris, I think it's Sauve, S-A-U-V-E. It's not Suvi. Suvi. Is that like a roux? 
It's um. I think it's a kid from uh, Winnie the Pooh. Like a ceviche. Oh, and that's that's like uh, cold deadly fish. Deadly? In, no, you can eat that. It's in a vinegar sauce. A white wine. Emulsion. There's a lot of white. There's a lot of white wine sauce in my Twitter feed. Give you a minute on that one. Yeah, so what you do, you go in and create a folder called templates and you go and it's got variables. You go in and you create with little variables. You can say, you know, uh, stuff like subject, you mm-hmm. know, dollar sign subject, dollar sign, project date. And you can do date math. So you could say you could create a project, for example, with like four items inside of it that are, you know, dependencies and say, you know, email this email, Dan, mm-hmm. about subject, right? And then automatically create like a follow-up item. So you could say date this project started plus two days, you know, three hours, seven minutes or whatever due at these times. And and then any other variables you want. Um, And then anyway, so you basically go in, you you click on that template and you can have all the templates you want and then run this Apple script and it goes and generates that project for you, which sounds fiddly, but it's not because what's fiddly is having to create a, a virtually identical project 10 times a week that has exactly the same steps, right? Now, th- this makes it almost, I don't want to say a CRM, but it makes it, if you've got a repetitive task uh, and you, are, you have a very mature workflow mm-hmm. for this little chunk of what you do, mm-hmm. uh, it's a really terrific way to, to uh, get that stuff set up. So that is called templates, that script, I guess. And you can go to, uh, it's in the show notes, but uh, cmsauve.com, cmsauve, or, or oive, soive, I'm not sure. Is he... Uh... I asked him on the tutor, and he gave me a very confusing response. No offense. He's Canadian. Oh, well, forget it then. Yeah. He does pretty well. Anyway, I'm almost out of this. Um, So we're going to have our man call after this, and then we'll have our thing to announce. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Where are we going to announce it? Where should people go? I mean, we don't make them wait for this. Uh, Like, Twitter's not reliable. No. Well, I mean, if we wanted to know about it after five days, right? Where, where would you put it? I would put it on your internet website. I, you know what I'm going to do? I could put Let's it... Let's talk a, about I, it. Let's diary this for the minute. I'm going to put it a big banner across the top of 5x5. Five five. Hmm. Yeah. With your picture sarsaparilla? Sassafras? Do you, do, you really, do you really watch it as often as you say? Watch which? Big Lebowski? Hmm. Yes, weekly. At least weekly. Hmm. Watch it twice so far this week. Now, now you kind of said what, what it is. I said that I'm talking about a movie called The Big Lebowski. I don't know what you're talking about. Right. Talking about the dude. Sometimes there's a man. Uh, so anyway, we'll have, hopefully, if we work out all a few details, we'll be able to talk about that soon. Yeah, we don't need to. Yeah. Don't need to what? Announce it? Or talk about it, but yeah. We sure, yeah, talk about it before you announce it. Don't you think? Yeah, I mean, I guess it's an I obligation. I think these things through, Dan. I'm not one of these freewheeling, you know, hippie entrepreneurs like you. I think these things through, I make plans. You know what I'm saying? Do you think I'm tightly wound? I think you come across that way, but I'm going to say no. I think I think you're actually pretty easy going. Like if people who know you in real life mm-hmm. as a as a friend, like somebody you would meet for lunch, like the way the Terp knows you, yeah, the Terp. Then That's I'm going to say no. They would not say that you are. If people listen to this show, I think they might say you are. Uh, but I think I think in real life, your your regular doings. There's lots of people like that where before I meet the person, I think they're, they've got to be the most anal retentive person in the world. And like, you know, Dr. Drang or in particular, John Gruber, before I met John and I just, you know, admired his work, I, I really thought he was literally like Wallace Shawn with a Mac. I thought he'd be like this nebbish guy who was about four and a half feet tall. Right. 
you know? And mm-hmm. then, then you meet him and, you know, he's, he plays basketball and stuff. Yeah. It's weird. It is weird. It is weird. Um, so that's coming soon. Um, comics, we shouldn't talk about comics. We don't really have anything else to talk about. Um, I got a couple comic things. You want to tell me about something you like? Oh, I would love to. Okay. It's our sponsor. Mm. Hmm. It's a, a, new, a new company called Squarespace. A little startup, a little bootstrapper? No, they're just kicking things off with a new product. Uh, what they have here is it's something, it's, fully, it's a fully hosted, completely managed environment for creating and maintaining a beautiful website, a blog, or portfolio. No matter how experienced you are with building a website, you can build something that's pretty amazing in just a couple minutes, four and a half minutes, the way Merlin clocks it. They have these beautiful, clean templates. Everything in their platform is drag and drop, so you can build these really great sites and all you have to do is like drag stuff around and they're all fully responsive. They are, what, what's going to happen is you're going to use one of their templates, which are beautiful. And then you're going to put this thing out there. And when people look at it on their iOS, when they look at it on their Android, when they look at it on their Mac, their PC, even their uh, Linux box, it's going to look the same. It's going to look great. That's responsive. And now they have added commerce. Hmm. Which is a really, really big deal. It's fun to use. It's so fun to use. You can, the same way that before that you would have gone in to create a page, you can now create a product. If you want to sell a t-shirt, you can do that. And I'll print up really good packing slips for you. If you would prefer to sell digital wares, your wares digitally, mm. you can also sell those. And they have all the cool stuff like, you know, the link that expires in 24 hours and... And they host it for you. They, it's all like if, hosted. If, if you want to sell a white paper or an MP3 or a whatever, if you want to do your own like little little Louis C.K., like you can, they host it for you. You just upload it, upload it into the dingus. Say how much it costs. You know, give it some beautiful art. And you know, that's one thing we don't talk about a lot is when you can upload extremely high quality images. And they, I don't know what kind of Disney magic or image magic they do, but it uh, it'll automatically resize it to the appropriate size for a page. So remember back in the day you'd have some giant like 800 by 600 image and then you just do height and width and with a JPEG and, yep. and, but it didn't change the size of the change, image. No, it didn't look it right. It would still go dom, 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 dom. It's loading up. <laughs> right. That's the sound of a JPEG loading. Um, but it is, it is really fun. It's really terrific to use. And um, the, 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 the commerce, is that the term they use for it? Squarespace commerce. That's what it's called. It, it's ridiculously easy to use. It's, it's worth going and just trying this thing out just to see that. But, not to derail, but the other thing I, I think is always worth mentioning is that all of these templates are really terrific. And uh, they're, I mean, there's, there's going to be a template for the kind of thing you want to do. You could also go out and hire somebody to make you your own. But um, this, the next level is that you can take a template and then just do little CSS overrides to change stuff to be the way you want. If you don't like the stuff being in all caps, you can change it, text transform it to however you want. Very easy to do. But it's also, it's worth mentioning that, you know, even without cracking into like the high level design stuff, even you can, you can do a surprising amount of stuff by just combining their basic layout tools and then tweaking stuff in, in CSS. I'm frequently amazed not only how well that works, but how relatively hard it is to screw up. Like unlike other things where I'm sitting there and worrying about, you know, you know, descendants and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. It's, what do you, what's that term? You know what I'm talking Descend, about. CSS descendants and that kind of thing. Yeah, you yeah. get into the greater thans and the firsts and all of that stuff. It's, um, anyway, I just want to mention that. It really, it's a, I don't know if they put it this way, uh, but it's a real, it's a whole suite of stuff to, I mean, by adding commerce, that's monkey balls. You know, the gallery stuff was amazing when they added that. But now this ability, you can pull things in out of your social media places. Um, 
And now the, the commerce thing is just terrific. Well, you know, if you think about the main things that you're going to want to do with a website over time, even if it's not necessarily a business site, but let's just say it's a, let's say, let's say that you're, you know, you're a blogger and you start writing stuff and you take some photographs and you want to post those. And maybe you're looking for some works. So you put up a resume, you know, or portfolio of your work rather. And then you think, wow, you know, this site's going out. Maybe I want to sell some t-shirts. You know, all of this stuff, you can now do it in one place. And we should mention they're partnered up with uh, the folks over at Stripe to do their, all of their, uh, their processing of stuff. I think that took me almost 90 seconds to set up. Yeah, it's pretty fast. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, so anyway, check them out. And, uh, so you go to, uh, uh, squarespace.com slash back to work. And, uh, and it's, uh, it's now the month of three, which means that we have a new offer code for the month and I'm going to let you take this one. What's our offer code? The, the, uh, when, so when you're checking out and you're ready to do it and you want to save an additional 10% hmm? cash, CAA. C-A-S-H. <laughs> cash. That is the code and, and to use. Cash. We're, we're just joining the network. That is the name that Dan has arbitrarily given to his five-year-old son. That's not arbitrary. No. Oh, I got it to remind me, uh, we can do this during the show since we have no topic, to tell you. Sorry. So you got to, to tell you about a little little story I have about what he's up to now. Okay. Capturing that. Um but please go, please go and check this out. Uh, go try it on. It's a, it's a really good deal if you decide to stick with it. This stuff is it's solid. They are a good company. Um, they go way out of their way to make sure this stuff uh, stays up. And as, as history has shown us, they do pretty protean things. Um, so you go to squarespace.com slash back to work, our code to get uh, an extra 10% off. And you get, you, get, you get extra money off by doing a one-year or two-year plan. Oh, yeah. But then 10% on top of that for being a back to work, uh, beloved back to work listener, squarespace.com slash back to work. And uh, we want to thank, uh, really, especially uh, Lil Ryan and uh, Squarespace.com for supporting 5 by 5 and Back to Work. Mm, mm, mm. He might have that Benjamin Button thing. Is he getting littler? Who is? Ryan. Oh, I think he's tiny. He's coming out to that uh, Austin conference, right? Oh, the South by Southwest. I hope he is. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Hope he is. Well, I think women parents... love Merlin, you think women love you? No. Women love him. Yes. It's sickening. Yeah, like it's He's the kind got, of thing like like when you were in you were in high school, mm-hmm. and there was the one guy who seemed to be good at everything, and like he was he play, he was the quarterback, but he wasn't a jock, mm-hmm. and like he actually studied, and did well on tests, and he didn't he have his play girlfriend the solo take from it from eruption. Yeah, he had a van. Yeah, yeah, you know, and like like he got hurt, and somehow you know everyone felt bad for him. Even you know like it, instead of being like a klutz, he was seen as more of a hero because he you know he got the cast on. Everyone went to sign his cast. Ugh. That's Ryan. That's why I never got a broken arm is because I knew nobody would sign my cast. No, wouldn't that be the, the the worst thing in the world? You just have an, you just have a filthy cast that no one will sign. And back in our day, I don't know if you can even sign the new ones. Back in our day, the cast was actually made out of like plaster. It's like the white plaster. Well, right. It was it was the doctor's way of saying you got to quit screwing around. This is going to really hurt. You got to get a hanger in there to scratch. It's yeah. going to smell when you take it off. And they would put a uh, they would put like you'd have to put a plastic bag, trash bag on it to take a shower. Mm. Now these things are they're just like this weird little mesh. You barely know you have a cast. I don't see you might, you with might a keep cast it on anymore. just for fun because it looks so cool. You get an Oscar De La Renta cast or a <laughs> Halston cast. You could get all all kinds of prosthetics. Yeah. I'm seeing more and more people with those weird, weird leg brace things. I, I wear one. I wear one of those just, you know, because it's it's just like wearing glasses uh, without a prescription. This is a fashionable thing. <laughs> you get those uh, foreign exchange student glasses, the giant black glasses with no lenses. Yeah. yeah. Well, the only if you're from Japan. 
That's the whole thing here. Don't work ping pong. There's that, that's the whole thing here is, is girls. And you, you put on those glasses and you look a little bit like a googly-eyed character. You look like somebody just hit you with a bag of pennies. And, and they wander around pigeon-toed um, you know, with their uh, iPhones. It's very odd. It's a whole thing here, Dan. You should come out here sometime. I'll give you the whole tour. Show you where the hand job places are. Excuse me? I'll show you the place that's uh, a front for a, uh, a mahjong parlor. It's all out here. My neighborhood is a very interesting place. That's not accurate. Um, yeah, casts are hard. And, and little Ryan, boy. <sighs> I like that Squarespace. This is going to be a tough one, Dan. It's going to be a tough one. I've got some topics. I, I've, I've got a running list of topics. But I got your, uh, I got your care package. Oh, uh, yes. The most recent one. Oh, man. So good. It's a good one, right? Yeah, I put up a photograph of it. I saw that, yeah. It was uh, typically inscrutable. I love those baby covers. Every time we get a new baby cover, we take out all of the baby covers we've got and match them up with the issue that it goes with. It's kind of like a little concentration matching game. It's a lot of fun. Hmm. When is the um, Rocket Raccoon uh, Guardians one coming out? 0.1 came out last Wednesday. But that's not the cover with Groot on it, is it? No, no. Um, oh, oh, the baby cover. No, yeah. I think that'll be coming soon. And there's very, very little raccoon in uh, in zero point one. Yeah, I don't, I'm not even going to touch that thing. I think Bendis is a fan, though. I think you're going to see a lot more raccoon. We got raccoons across the street. They come over. The big mama comes over, and then all the babies follow behind. They go through our trash. It's really cute, just like oh, your yeah. neighbors. Mm-hmm. Oh, believe me, those people love cans. I don't work ping pong, but um. Yeah, and you know, uh, so here's my recommendation for the week. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I'm always looking for a comic uh, that I could read with my daughter without, you know, ruining her. And, you know, so we look at stuff like there's kids comics, like Superman Family Adventures we like, Adventure Time. The last Adventure Time is a riot. I think it's number 13. It's really, really good. But one that I so far uh, has not scarred her is Avenging Spider-Man. Have you ever looked at that? It's I not have like- read the first. I read all the issues Joe Mad did. My friends can beat up your friends is the name of the TPB. But uh, that's a good read. And, you know, it's just, it's fun Spider-Man stuff. Like Spider-Man, you know, I guess there's so much dark stuff in Spider-Man, like all the comics in the, you know, 90s and beyond. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he's just a fun character. Like kids love Spider-Man. Yeah, they do. Well, I didn't, didn't I send you that picture of what Cash has on his whole, his whole room is like a Spider-Man theme with like Batman to, as a secondary. Did you buy those big stickers? I didn't we steal them. I mean, what, what do you mean? We bought a bunch of those big stickers. So her, her walls are covered with like a giant Iron Man and a giant oh, yeah. Spider-Man. Fatheads. Hmm. That's what they call them. Fatheads. Fatheads. That's the stickers? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. If I Google that, I might, I'm not going to see a prolapse. No, fathead. Hmm. hmm. I wouldn't make fathead. this. I'm not going to make this up. Isn't that a kind of cigar? Am I thinking of a, a curly pig? What's that called? <laughs> a fathead? Is that something you, you put on your on your uh, your Hemi in your car? No, it's a fathead. It's a thing you stick to your wall. Do you know Shakers invented the flat broom? I read that last night. Brooms always used to be um, unflat, and they didn't really do much. They just pushed dust around. The Shakers invented the flat broom. I think you're thinking of the Quakers. Mm, I think that might be a little ping pong. But, um, but Avenging Spider-Man, really good. And I'm still loving Hawkeye so much. I just can't recommend Hawkeye. It's the best comic that I'm reading right now. It's a real delight. Hmm. So, should I look at topics? You want to hear some topics? At this point? I mean, yeah, okay. You think it's too late to go back? Yes. We could talk about food. Um, yeah, let's talk about food. 
Okay. This place we went to last night, it's, it's pretty weird. It's a little bit high level. When you sit down, they bring you out three kinds of French fries with three kinds of sauces. Sorry, fruit. They bring you out. <laughs> and then they describe it. They, they just describe everything. This guy had like two paragraphs on bourbon. You know, all the, all the time you're describing daddy not drinking. So chop, chop. But some people like that. Some people like talking about your drink guy. What are you drinking these days? Um, Mainly the public, white Russian publicly still? Or pri- publicly or privately? Privately. Like when you're oh. alone, everyone else is asleep and you're still sitting there in the, in the chair with the shot glass. What's he would <laughs> fill that thing with? <laughs> Just grimly, yeah. dolorously, ruefully. All right. Tough racket. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing, you know, you're, you're, you, at that point, it doesn't really matter. What you, I'm just curious what, what you you're finish off the night with at 2 a.m. Well, you know, I think I'm a little different from a lot of people. Some people have a very strong reaction, a negative reaction to certain kinds of alcohol. Like, you know, two that come to mind, there are, there are some people who get in fights no matter what, but I think gin really makes some people want to punch people. Mm. You ever been around gin people? Mm-hmm. They get tight. You know? So gin, I think you got to watch out for gin. Now, I really enjoy tequila. I enjoy, like, as I said, the Blanco tequila with lime and seltzer is a delicious drink to me. And I don't get all weird and try to start sucking on nipples or anything. It's a really straightforward drink that I really like. I think vodka burns pretty clean. Mm-hmm. I'm a little skeptical about rum. It's got a lot of sugar in it. Mm-hmm. Now, what do you like? What do you like for a beverage? Oh, and bourbon. I like bourbon, too. Yeah, I, I keep it pretty simple. I don't drink a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, I, I go with like a dry martini usually. And, and by the way, martini, there is no such thing as a martini made with vodka. That's a different drink called a vodka martini. There's, oh, we got friends that would disagree with you on no, that one. There, there is a vodka martini and there's a martini. And oh. they're two different, two different beverages. Just like Coke and Diet Coke are not the same thing. I'll have a Coke. Well, you're going to get a Coca-Cola. You're not going to get a Diet Coke. They're oh, different. it's not like saying a pop or a soda or a, a fizzy or right. whatever. It, if you say a martini, the definition of martini is it's made with gin. If you want it with vodka, you say vodka martini. And that's a perfectly legitimate drink. I don't like it. You think they should have to spell it differently for legal reasons? No, I think, I think I'll go with the same thing. But you have the modifier in front. I think we, you should have to say uh, teeny, like with two E's. Like you say chocolicious because it doesn't really have chocolate in it. Right. Like you wouldn't say, oh, I'll have a martini and they give it to you. Oh, I'm in an apple teeny. Right, right. Well, I'll have a Pepsi Coke. Right. It's a Boy, different I used thing. to frustrate me. I we were a Coke family and used to really frustrate me. You go over somebody's house, especially in the South, and they say, do you want a Coke? And that could be anything. You could, yeah. A Coke simply means like the sugar water with the fizz. It could be Sprite. It, it could be sweet tea. Yeah. Uh, it could be some warm butter. Oh, really? Sweet tea would be in there. Not really, nah. but I guess you could carbonate that. You can carbonate almost anything if yeah, you want. You, you, well, you can. Yeah. So I would I'm say a, I'm a, I'm a I would hard uh, carbonator. So I would say a if you want to get specific, like here in Austin, the Hendrix gin is really popular. That's I think, what I. That's what I get sometimes I when I go okay. for things with Scoots. I let him order because he knows from from gin. Oh yeah, get the Hendrix. Yeah. Yeah, not bad. I think when I order a Bombay Sapphire, I feel a little bit like I'm getting a Bud Light. I feel like a little bit like I, I like read something in a book and that's kind of all I know now. Yeah, that's a good gin. Yeah. And then, hmm. uh, and, and, and then, I mean, obviously like White Russian is high on the list for me. Really? Really? Yeah. It's got a lot of half and half. I know. Isn't that awesome? And that Jeff Lebowski, the dude, he, he can make a White Russian really mm-hmm. fast. But, uh, you know, and then like if, if, if I just, if I go to a place and I can sense that they're not going to be able to do the martini right. I can sense they're just not going to get it right. Like You, you know, sense it. 
You know what I'm talking about. I think so. Do you have like little hairs in your ear that trickle, tickle? Like, how can you tell? You walk into a place and you just get the sense that they're going to screw up their martini. You just get the sense that they don't, they can't, they can't figure it out because it's not hard, but it's easy to mess up. I'm in that, that case, then I just get like a, like a gin and soda. Hmm. That's it. I yeah. keep it simple. I don't know. You put citrus in that? Nope. Not at all. No, not necessary. I hate when they put it the, because they've touched, they've touched it a lot. Oh boy. If you've ever worked in a restaurant, you just <sighs> avoid the lemons. Yeah. You don't want to touch a lemon. Yeah. A lot of people touch those lemons. Now a place I worked also, if they didn't like as with the butter and the bread, if it, if it obviously had not been consumed, we put it back in with the others. Mm-hmm. Garnish. No, and the butter. I just kind of say one thing, Dan. butter there. Don't nibble the endive. Really? Oh boy. If it's green and on the side of your plate. We'll just hose that off, put it back in. Oh, God. Place, place, place I worked, if there, wasn't a thumb, if there wasn't a thumb imprint in the roll, it went back into uh, the little roll warmer. And then when it, when it became like a softball, you take it out, throw it literally in a garbage bag, and that becomes croutons. Hmm. Right? My people uh, ruin every part of the bread. Got some topics we could talk about. But like, uh-huh. I, do you, is, there, is there anything, is there any alcohol that you just sit down and, and just, you know, like you ever take a shot of Patron Silver or anything? I don't like Patron. Hmm, 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 hmm. I don't, and I, I, I like a, I like a Blanco. If I'm if I'm gonna have, a, uh, I'm not a big shot guy. You know, no. But me I don't have anything against shot people, but that makes some people really crazy. Well, a lot of the time, the people do a shot to sort of pregame for the further drinks in case they're not up to snuff. I do that with dinner. Like you'll Sometimes eat a smaller dinner and then a, a larger one. Like you'll eat dinner at home because you know- I'll have a free dinner. Yeah. Then you're set up. Then you can take your time ordering. You're not, you know, you're oh, not crazy. This is, this is a life hack. Here's the thing. You go somewhere, especially if you go to somebody's house and they're like, you know, we're having short ribs at 6.15 and you get there and like dinner <laughs> is not served until 11.30 and they're drunk. Right. Like, like me, like I've learned, you know- uh, as as a as a as my ex used to say, you're not hypoglycemic. You're just impatient. I mean, I think I may have a little of both. And uh, so what I'll do is I'll have enough food that I don't feel like a crazy person and get a wang and headache. Now, did you have hypoglycemia before you? You yep. did, didn't yep. you? Big time, big time, the worst. That means you, you, if you don't eat, your sugar drops and, and you get all weird. You get you get weird. You get nuts. You get cranky. You you black get black behind the eyes and. Shaky hands Black get behind the eyes. Yeah, it's a condition. Hmm. I gotta look that up. It's not nothing, nothing to do with prolapse, though. Mm-mm. No. Are you thinking and, about that now? You're thinking about it a little bit, aren't you? No, I wasn't until you said it again. Prolapse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I do that sometimes. I know I don't like to eat too much, but like especially if it's like a client dinner or if it's like an event. But then you gonna, then eating is optional. Uh, eating is optional. You can enjoy it, you know, and you don't end up going. I'll have the steak and lobster now. <laughs> <laughs> What's taking that guy so long? Why is he just back there talking to the other one? Let me ask you a question, Skippy. How many lobsters can I add to that? <laughs> this place last night, I asked the guy, like an idiot, I asked the guy, like, you know, when you ask the, some places, especially like medium quality restaurants, if you say to them, What's good? They'll say, um, You know, um, get the flank steak, avoid the veal Oscar, which is always good advice. All right. And in this place, I was like, oh, you know, I'm going to get steak. What do you recommend? He said, well, sir, let's go down here to this part. I really recommend. And they had, uh, you know, you can't say Kobe anymore. So they got the Wagyu. They had Wagyu yeah, why steak. Why can't you say Kobe? I've noticed that. What's the difference? What is that? You, you until, so you're going to get email about this, but until very, very, very recently, everything you ate that said Kobe 
was literally not Kobe because Kobe beef comes from a, from a very specific place in Japan. Every piece of it has a serial number and you like couldn't take it out of the country. It was like this whole thing. So now people are mostly saying, Wagyu, can I tell you how much this was? $32 per ounce. Wow. And I said, I think I'm, I think I'm good with the uh, locally sourced. I feel really guilty, Dan. I feel very guilty. I'm enjoying this, but I feel really bad. About, bad about what? I don't know. I just feel like we should be helping people. No, this is helping. Yeah. Listen, you can't have your, you know, your, the kind of epic shows that, that you do. You can't mm-hmm. do that every time. You get a rest. Even a guy like you has to rest. Even I have to rest. That's what I'm trying to say. Mm. Even, even you have to take a breath once in a while. Take a shower and rest. Walk around the block. Love a shower. Oh, yeah. Okay, what is that? This is the Panasonic uh, ES81035 wet slash dry. So I bit the bullet. Wait a know, minute. I'll... Say this again. Panasonic, Panasonic ES81030S. So I'm sitting here. I'm doing, uh, I'm doing a uh, uh, international. <laughs> what? That's funny. Okay. <laughs> that looks like a vibrator. Is that what it is? No, I... <laughs> What did you think it was? I, you know, I got to tell you, um, I thought that was something else, not a vibrator. I thought something completely different, but this is, oh, this is the like nanotech a, a blade, a men's relaxation device. I didn't know what it was, but no, I didn't think it was that either. All right. Let you went see. Panasonic wet dry, wait, huh? Listen, huh? listen, listen, no, don't do that during the show. I'm, li- I'm literally shaking. Oh God. It's, it, this is the worst thing ever. You got to do it until you bleed. Oh, my God. Yeah. So much happened right now that I don't. Oh, don't do this. Terrible. You know the best part? There is no best part. It's not my face. Oh, my God. Shave my arm. It's also got a. Are uh, you really? It's got a clipper so I can go on the sides, too. I hear that. Can you hear that? Okay. Yes, I can hear it. Okay. Anyway, I like it a lot. I tried wet shaving, and uh, I didn't like it so much. You ever do a wet shave? A wet shave, now my, my understanding is if you're doing a, a classic razor, you want to be as wet as you can. You get wet, wet, wetter, wetter, wetter. But if you're doing uh, a dry shave, it needs to be as dry and rigid as possible. Now, are you exclusively an electric razor guy? Oh, my God, you turned it off because you don't want to hear it. I just don't want to hear that again. Okay. Not at all. Okay, I'm done now. Are you exclusively a, uh, an electric razor guy? Mm-hmm. But you don't have a Panasonic. You got a Norelco. No, the Norelcos are absolute utter crap. Don't they have three floating heads? Yeah, they're absolute crap. They float too much. I don't want anything to do with that. Can I ask which one you use? Braun Series 7. Braun Series 7. You love German things. No, you do. Hmm. It's my background. I'm from all the hard drinking European countries. I'll put the one that I recommend into the show notes. So when you've got the show notes, I got great reviews. I'm sure it's, it's uh, fine. Every, each to his own. I mean, unless you're using a Norelco, in which case, no. But is that the one where Santa rides on at Christmas time? <laughs> I think you're thinking of. They might be giants. <laughs> well, Santa rides a razor. Why do I always sound like Jerry Lewis when I try? I don't to, know. Uh, I love it. No. Make a hole with the gun perpendicular, Clayton. 
<laughs> Boy, this is, this is going to be one for the archives. No, this is a good one. <laughs> right directly to the archives. I got this a, show I got will a, never air. Multi-tool? I like the Braun Series 7790cc Pulsonic. Pulsonic? Pulsonic. Boy, how'd you like to have the job where you have to come up with those kinds of names? Yeah, I can see two guys like sitting in a room. Well, it's gone 10,000 micro vibrations. How do we describe mm. that? Hmm, 10,000 micro Vibronic, no. Hmm. Pulse, just pulse, they do pulse. Well, call it Pulsonic. Yeah, this one has um, <laughs> nanoblades. Does it have OptiFoil? Mm, I don't think so. Does it it's have OptiLift? The... <laughs> it's got a... How does it, how does it adapt? Oh, 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 sorry. I have uh, two settings, soft and lock. Mm, minus so, three. So if I have it on, on soft, it just floats right wherever it needs to. Oh. If I've got it on lock, it locks the head in place. So bad. That's much more secure. Does it have a fully flexible shaving system for maximum facial adaptability? I think it does. It's got a it's got a, a, a dingus on the front to tell me what percentage. I'm telling ninety percent. Wait shit. a minute. Does this come with a built-in cleaning base that cleans cleans it with alcohol? Because if did it say, doesn't, did you say a cleaning base? Yeah, the mine has a cleaning base that you no, it docks no, it with it to charge and clean, and it, it 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 has a clean and renew cartridge that wow, you replace. So you, do you do a lot of docking? Constant. Yeah. <laughs> after every use, <laughs> keeps it clean. No, I did not have that. Now I feel like a, I feel like a schmuck. You know, rolling around with this thing. You got to get the cleaner and new cartridge. I feel like an animal. Uh, I was so I really, I was really hungry before, and now yes. I feel like I can skip lunch. I haven't eaten yet, so as you can tell. Uh, so saw bread. Let's see if I got anything else for follow up. Damn, this is this is uh, this is a black swan. Is that I terrible? like this. No, yeah. this is a good one. This is. I actually think this is the perfect show for people to get to jump in with. <laughs> This is the modern age. So we had we had our golden age, we had our silver age, our bronze age. Now this is the modern age. I got some new uh, some mylar bags. I like two two mil uh, self closing modern age. I do not like the self closers. Well, you don't get tape on your book. Is that a euphemism? Mm-hmm. So the uh, the adhesive part is on the back of the comic, not the flap. So you just slide it in and out. If you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Or it goes right in. I also got I got some uh, I got some silver age bags and I got some magazine size bags and boards. Yeah, so that's good. See now the thing is, if I could just if I could just soak in this bath of not nothing in particular, I'd be I'd be good to go. But I, I feel guilty the whole time. No, I like I this kind of thing. Yeah, we got to do our tips and tricks show. I've been, um, you know, I, I I should probably use Safari more. You you did mention the Chrome. So this this is how much you affect me. After yeah. the last episode where we talked about that, and you said you're using Chrome as your main browser, I said, well, let me try this again. And so I went and used it for my main browser for a better part of a week and went back to Safari again. What made you go back? There is something that Chrome does, and I don't know if it's unique to this machine. I don't know if it's because there's Flash or no Flash or plugins or not the right plugins. Or what, but periodically, I will go to a certain page, and the entire and not and this is the weirdest thing. It's not just that Chrome will freeze, but the whole computer will freeze for about five to ten seconds. No mouse, Whoa. no keyboard, nothing, and then it releases. And this happens during a page load. In Chrome, and it only happens in Chrome, and it only happens during a Chrome page load. I never heard that. I've never heard it either, and it, it, I rebooted. It still was there. I said, well, I just won't be using that as my main browser again. 
I, I haven't seen that. What I, what I do see right now, I'm in Activity Monitor, and I've got something like 30 different processes going okay. for, for renderer and worker and Piper Flash. But I, I like it. I, I, I really rely on... To me, it's a nice middle ground between like Safari and Firefox. I mean, I need to, I should spend more time with Safari, but it's pretty and everything. But for some reason, it just doesn't work with how my brain works, you know, and Chrome, I guess, for I guess, somewhat obvious reasons. I mean, is it a descendant of Firefox? <clears throat> no, excuse me. I think it is not. Oh, well, it feels a lot like Firefox. I mean, I, I've, I'm running all kinds of crazy stuff in here. Uh, like what? I use this Markdown things. They got the Pendule, which is their version of the web developer one, one password, great ad blocking, Tumblr Savior, so you don't have to see people who are annoying. Uh, yeah, I got a lot of good stuff. I started playing with that Evernote again. I'm very intrigued again by Evernote. Evernote's some good stuff, man. Yeah, I, I mentioned this a few episodes ago, but I was a huge uh, fan and evangelist of Evernote. And for no particular reason, I mean, it wasn't like I disliked it. As I said at the time, it, the iOS, the then iPhone app was not where I needed it to be. And mm-hmm. that, I think that was, at the same time, I was also doing a lot of text files. And I think around that time, it was getting a lot easier to use text files um, on the phone. And I just, I think at a certain point, it became unclear to me what I should use Evernote for. And I have a much clearer sense of how I want to use it now. Right. In addition to which, they have these new iOS apps that do all kinds of crazy stuff now. I mean, and so what do you use it for? Evernote? Yeah. You know, what I like about Evernote is, first of all, you mentioned this already, is that it, the way, well, the way that they started out was that you could put a picture there and it would do like OCR on the picture. That's so crazy. But I never really did that. And for me, it was just kind of neat because I thought of it almost like a, in a way, it's like a junk drawer for like ideas and you know, things that you want to, like, it could be pictures, that's, it could that's be That's how note. I misuse it. I, I would put, it was a junk drawer. I would put stuff in there and then never look at it. And I, would I would tag, look at it, though. Tag the junk. Okay. Because you can find, if you, if you do keywords and tags, then you can find stuff pretty, pretty quickly in there. But that's the thing is, like, if you don't stick up with it, stick, stick mm-hmm. up with it. If well, you and don't also you have to keep your keep tags up, up to date. It. I mean, yeah, sometimes stuff is more fun to tag. Are they, are they sponsoring? Is this a sponsor? No, it really should. Shame uh, Katie, Katie, I'll put this in show notes. Katie They're here Floyd. in town. Hmm? Do what? They're right here in town. Well, we should work with them. They're good. Well, it's got They're, the uh, sinking. It's got the, the junk drawer. You can save your web pages into it. They have a little clipper. Uh, what do they call that thing? Clipper browser? Clipper browser. Yeah. Have you done that? Um, I'm not sure. You I, can put I, I, like itineraries in it. Hmm. Yeah. I, um... I mean, the first, it's ironic because it was one of the last times that I heavily used it for one thing. I think I mentioned this before, but when I went to find an office, I was just, I just walked up and down this like one and a half mile stretch of the street and just took pictures of every like for rent sign I found. Mm. I've mentioned this, I apologize, but, but it was incredibly useful. Um, I mean, down to like, you know, stuff that was on like a sign outside would, would, it would do the recognition. Right. I would, you know, but I would tag all those. It's geolocated. And so I was able to basically see every place I could have an office. And it was, it was extremely helpful. Um, oh, but the, so the Katie Floyd thing, Katie from the uh, Mac Power Users Program uh, here on uh, the Mighty 5x5, she does a really cool thing where she's got that new, like, super sexy, you know, the Fujitsu scanners, like, keep getting better. So she's got this new Fujitsu uh, that she does scanning with. But what she does is she'll go to like a website. She's super into like all this paper and 
organizational document stuff in a way I probably should be. But she'll go and like get her bank statement, get her cable bill, download that as a PDF. And I don't know if everybody knows this, but when you download something from a website onto your Mac, it's not even the browser. I think it's the system. Um, I don't remember the spotlight uh, attribute or tag for this, but basically it'll, it remembers what the domain was that you got it from. Did you know that? So like you could, for example, go to a folder and say, you know, kind PDF. Mm-hmm. And I forget what the, it's like downloaded from or something like that and enter in cox.net or comcast.com you know, or whatever. And that's in the metadata for your file, like automatically. I don't know if you know that. It's a really great way that's to sort cool. stuff in a folder. So any downloads you've gotten from various places can all be organized that way. So what she does, she has a Hazel, um, a series of Hazel scripts that will detect um, if, if it's a certain kind of, you know, if it's in a certain place, it's got a certain name, it's got that download location, and uh, Hazel um, renames it, puts it in the right place, and then she, can, she imports that, I think, automatically into Evernote. Now, that's a great, to me, that's a great use of automation. You know what I mean? To like, I'm a really big fan of using whatever um, latent metadata something has. I mean, there's certain kinds of things that will always have date created, date modified, file name, format. I guess the creation thing doesn't work so much anymore. I don't know. But I love trying to leverage that stuff. You know, searching for a file of, you know, .md created on this date not modified since. Like, there's all kinds of ways you can find this stuff. And then something like Hazel, I don't know if you use Hazel much, but it makes it really easy to automatically manage files based on that kind of metadata. So, I mean, I think that's a great use of Evernote. I'm trying to really quickly find some of these new apps they've got. Um, What's it called? Uh, Hello? Is that what it's called? Have you seen that one? Oh, yeah, yeah. The business card, Mm -hmm. you know, scanner one. They got a food one, you know, if you want to put in recipes and stuff. It's neat. I mean, I think that's part of what makes the... It's it's kind of weird because you think about it. Somebody goes to a computer. They design Mm -hmm. a card on the computer. They get the cards (laughs) printed. They give you the card. You scan the card into the into your computer and throw it away. Yeah, it's like Disney dollars. Yeah, <laughs> it's just weird. It's, yeah, it is. I mean, you can spend a lot of money on that, but I mean, I think people use that to you know make make a certain impression. But it is it is pretty weird, and you know, it's also funny. I've never gotten into Bump or any of those things where you can. No, like Bump is good. Stuff. Bump is really good. You don't use that. Oh, it's talk, so uh, it's so great, man! It's crazy. Conference. Describe Bump to people. All right, so Bump is an app. I'm not sure if it's out for Android, but it's for iOS, and you can also get it on your Mac, believe it or not. And so you have Bump as an app. It runs on your phone. You launch it. Then you walk up to somebody else at a conference or a meeting or lunch or wherever, and you can go in there, and you can first you can just bump the other person. What I mean by that is you each are holding the phone in your hand, and you gently bump your two hands together while you're holding the phone. Like a fist bump. Like a fist bump. And each of these bump uh, phones then, or apps, sends the geolocation coordinates up to bump. And the this, this time that you guys bumped matches those things up and says, oh, you guys actually just bumped each other. And 
you can exchange cards. It asks you for permission. You exchange your information, but you can do more than just that. You can go in there into Bump and you can say, oh, I want to send this person these funny pictures that I just took of us just now. So instead of like messaging them to each other or, oh, or like email them when emailing you them to each you other, you just that, put, you right? can do that with contacts. You can do it with video, I think. You can do it with photos. You can do it with all kinds of other files and things that are on your phone. And when you Bump, it'll say this person wants to send you five videos and their contact information. And you say, okay, and it sends them to you and you can get theirs back and forth at the same time. It, it's really, really cool. Really cool. Love that service. It's my favorite uh, for that type of thing. The other person has to have Bump installed too, right? Yes, that is the only downside. Yeah, but that's, that's still pretty cool. I, um, when I think about all the stuff that's ended up being useful for me in, in using you know, computer devices of any kind, it's, I'm just kind of coming up with this right now, but it seems like there's kind of three things that I, that I really look for intentionally or otherwise. Um, I mean, it has to be you know, easy to launch and hopefully pretty and stuff, but uh, making it easy to get stuff into the system, whatever the system is. So something like, you know, the camera app on uh, iOS is great because it automatically puts it into stuff like PhotoStream, like right now. Um, but I mean, it, it, I guess at the most basic level, it's easy to take a photo now. You take out your phone, you take a photo. In my case, again, using something like Drafts, it, make, it makes it very easy to capture some piece of text and then send it someplace else. But, you know, there's like three parts to this. There's the make it easy to collect, capture, however you want to think about it. Um, there's this... I don't know. I guess there's kind of this second part, which is it does something magical with it that I couldn't otherwise do on my own mm-hmm. without some kind of repetition. And then finally, it makes it easy to get out when you need it or to sort of send to somewhere interesting. So like an example of that, I mentioned this on that. Uh, if you guys haven't listened to it, please go listen to that interview Brett Terpster and I uh, did with me for his systematic show. It's in show notes, but really, I'm, I'm so proud of that interview. Please listen. Uh, and at the end of it, we talked about some actual apps we use. And what I really like is this app called Q. I don't know if you play with this. You go to queueup.com. I don't think I've tried this one. Well, it's, I'm getting more and more interested in it as an example of that second piece. So I've got a bunch of stuff. I've, I've, let's say I use Fantastical, for example. Let's say I use Fantastical, which is a great natural language way to capture information. I've got a, you know, whatever on my Mac. I've got Command Option Shift D um, pops up this little menu bar thing, and I can type in uh, record podcast with Dan, Dan Benjamin from 10 a.m. <clears throat> to noon on Tuesday, and then say like slash podcast or slash P. So what did that do? Well, it knows what time I meant. It knows what goes in which field. If I said at such and such place, it put that in the location. Oh, right, right, right. Yes, I remember So Fantastical is great at this. But then the other one, I don't know if everybody knows this, it, you'll get a little, almost like a little marching ants thing around your name, like a little, you know, mm-hmm. thought bubble looking thing or whatever. It's whispering. I guess it looks like whispering in a comic. But, it, and if I click on that, it will prompt me to say, which Dan Benjamin? And then it can actually send you an email. But mm. one of the killer features for me is I use different calendars, right? I've got my main Google calendar for most of my stuff. We've got a family calendar. I've got a calendar that I use just for like notifications that I don't need to worry about so much. Like remind me if this transaction hasn't gone through and so forth. And so in this case, if I, let's say I say slash P, it's going to know I meant the podcast calendar. If I slash F, it'll know it's my family calendar that I share with my family. Um, so that to me is like, boy, that's the best. I mean, that's, and it, it works on iOS or Mac, uh, very easy to use. But I mean, again, I could sit there in drafts and type up that same thing, hit a button to send that to Fantastical. Fantastical parses that and then puts it on my calendar. I don't have to think about it again. 
see also our show about calendar stuff. But then you take something like Q. Now, Q is this app where you sign up, you get an account. And basically, you remember like when you set up your Roku and like how cool it was mm-hmm. to go in and on the website, like you don't have to copy and paste all your creds. You go to the website and you authorize with, say, uh, Gmail, Google Calendar, uh, Twitter, um, you name it. I mean, you can upgrade to get things like Tumblr. I think it works with your Facebook, whatever. And now when you're on the website or in the app on iOS, it contextually presents all of this stuff. So for example, if I, if I had sent that event to you that was so easy for me to type and you got that, that would appear as an event and you accepted. That would appear as, yes, as an event in Q, but it also associates the email from which it came with it. And your little icon is right next to it with your face. Also, other Disney magic, like it will, it'll, because it's, you know, reading your Gmail or your whatever, it understands like when an Amazon uh, delivery is coming. It puts that on the page with the email and the tracking number, like right on today's date. Uh, and then you can go in and search. So you can do go do searches right in the app. It'll pull up things like previous events, emails, Google Docs, anything you want to find in this beautiful, simple to use app. And uh, I don't know, that, that kind of thing is very, very interesting to me because the idea of, <clears throat> for example, buying something from Amazon, I use a great app on, um, <clears throat> it's a dashboard thing on OS X and it's an iOS app called Deliveries by junecloud.com, mm-hmm. memory serves. And all you do is paste in your Amazon tracking number or your UPS tracking number or your, any of those and that syncs across all your devices. That's, That's really, fantastic. really cool. Yeah, I use that all the time. But with this, it automatically knows that this is an Amazon thing. It tells you what day it's arriving. Hmm. So it becomes this little weird dashboard for like all your stuff. And for example... You can also go in, I could do a search on Dan Benjamin and click, and it'll show me our emails, our recent emails. But one neat feature, it'll show me the very first email I ever got from you, like from any, first, any person you've oh, ever that's dealt with. neat. But in a way that it's not exactly like, like I used to love Entourage in exactly one way, which is that I could clip one thing to another thing, right? I could have a meeting event that had contacts associated with it, and, and so forth. Well, this does a pretty fair job of doing that automatically. Yes, you see sunrise and sunset and temperature and stuff like that. But then if I have something I'm doing with Scott Simpson, I see his icon and the email that I got the event from right there. So why is that example of number two? Well, number two part is, yes, I, I, number one is I got this in easily. Number two is the magic. Like, I don't know how that thing works, but like it's done, it's added, it's added value to my data without me having to do anything. Right. A slightly more, I'm going to say fiddly, but something that takes a little more effort would be something like Hazel, right? So if I, for example, let's say I'm using my um, camera sync uh, app where as soon as I'm on a Wi-Fi network, it pulls off all my recent pictures and puts them in Dropbox for me. I could have that watch. I think it'll watch for EXIF data. Um, I could have Hazel change the title of things based on all kinds of various factors to replace and stuff like that. And I mean, stuff like that is, is so giant for me. Stuff like, maybe even, you know, stuff like Launch Bar. Like, I don't have to think about where stuff is. It's done magic mm. to collect everything that's on my machine and have it a couple clicks away. And then the third part, what's the third part? Getting stuff out easily or having it appear contextually. You put stuff in, magic happens, and now I get it in the right place. And so for me, wow, uh, obviously alarms in, in calendars. I really rely on that. You know, let me know a day before this thing happens. In the example of that Apple script I mentioned, uh, the template Apple script, you can do stuff like, say, start this event that has to happen three days after I've made this project. 
And you can say stuff like, make this task do, um, for example, one day before this thing happened, right? So if the due date is Friday, I could have it say, um, make this, if I have to turn this in on Friday, give me a due date um, contextually based on that so I have it done two days early. So that stuff is, is really giant to me. <clears throat> and so something like Q, it presents that to you contextually. But then I also think about stuff like Instapaper working into Pinboard, right? Because I want all my stuff to be in Pinboard to find later. I don't want to have to think about putting it in there. But I can have it automatically you know, tag stuff for me. And so when I need it, I don't have to go in third part. I don't have to rely heavily on my own tags. I don't have to rely heavily on other people's tags. I do a simple search and it's all there. Um, and again, Evernote can be the same way. If, if you've worked out a mature and hopefully somewhat limited taxonomy that works for you, you can find that stuff so easily. And then let's go back, back through the system again. Let's say you've output this stuff in a way that works. Like I enter something on my phone. It, Disney magic happens and it gets parsed as markdown. That's very easy to get to now from NVAlt. But then you could also have it go back around. It's easy enough at any point to reattach the pipes and, and send it in, a, in another direction. So I'm sorry, I went on there, but, and uh, you know, one nice thing about Evernote is it does that end to end, which is really great. But, you know, it's, what is it they say about, you know, Unix, uh, you know, small pieces loosely joined, oh, right. you know, extreme examples of that for us um, power users might be something like if this, then that, you know, if, uh, if the weather forecast for my area says it's going to rain, text me and say, bring an umbrella. You know what I mean? Like in my Google reader, anything that I star download any media associated with that. If this kind of thing happens, create this sort of event. If somebody mentions me on Twitter, send a douchey email saying, a douchey, you know, a response saying thanks. You know, I really like that idea of the, the set it and forget it. You know, this is unintentionally, uh, I hope, useful based on our, our show last week, which is that's the amount of fiddling you want to do mm-hmm. is, to, is to make it easy to get stuff in, find the right Disney magic to make it work, and then have it spit out in the right place when you need it. You know, super duper does that super duper. The, the disc imaging backup tool, you set that to automate and you don't have to think about any of that stuff, right? You got a bunch of hard drive stuff. It makes the Disney magic makes the disc image and you can, then you can automate it and then you can, it makes it really easy to restore it as well. Is this making sense? It does to me. I'm not sure if two and three are too similar to each other, but you know, and, and but the the anti pattern, I guess, is well, I I've I've always said this. I really feel like the problem with tags and taxonomies is they are very fun for people to think about, fun and like engrossing to organize and create, and then um, really thought provoking to apply. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to tag this. And, but for me, that's very similar in some ways to when I'm doing email talks with people and they talk about all their labeling and all this stuff, or for that matter, even context and OmniFocus. I mean, to be honest with you, I, I, I very rarely go into Gmail and look at a label. I do a search. I do a search and I find what I'm looking for. Right, right. Again, I can rely on the built-in data. I mean, I've got some stuff using uh, other inbox that will automatically flag things as being, you know, bulk mail, bulk mail. <laughs> but I, I also, you know, I also rely on things like does, does receipt confirmation, et cetera, appear anywhere in this email? And if so, tag it with invoice or, you know, tag it with receipt. Like I'll do that stuff, but I very rarely go back and look for it. 
So like people who want to heavily organize their email, like they're back in Pine, you know, I, I always ask them like, you know, do you use that enough to make it worth taking the time to file the email rather than just archive it? You know, uh, and if you don't have an app that'll do that for you, <laughs> get a different job, right? So, I mean, that's, that's the part where I think you can get really wound up is in addition to spending all day trying to find the thing that does one, two, or three for you, the, the capturing the magic or the output, contextual output. But, um, you know, you sure you want to test your backups with SuperDuper. You want to test that periodically. And yes, you want to make sure your if this, then that rules are still working. But um, I, I always feel like the less I have to think about any of that stuff, the better I do. And, and what sounds a little bit like a left-handed compliment, it's why I'm so slavish about what I will and won't put into OmniFocus because I want to know that everything in there is something I have to do and really don't want to think about. If it's something I want to do and want to think about, I'd never put it in there. I'll just go do it because it's part of creative work or part of a fun thing. Like I don't, I don't have to put love my daughter in there with the context of that house. Like I, I know to do that, but it is stuff like remember to pay this bill that lets me go enjoy that. So I'm very into the set it and forget it thing. Now, now you do a lot of automation, right? Don't you do a huge amount of automation in what you do? You know, I should be do every time I hear you talk about it, it seems like you have identified and teased apart every single aspect of everything you do that <laughs> relates to or involves a computer or a way that a computer could possibly be used to assist or optimize what it is you're doing. And I see so many opportunities every day that I could probably do that. But no, we don't have a lot of optimization at all. Like the things that that I can do with a content management system for the production of a podcast, I've pretty much done those. Right. Uh, but like, I'm sure that I could automate the heck out of, for example, like setting up the uh, show, the way we record the show and which tracks I want to be active and which ones I don't and all of that stuff. And, and You don't do a lot of that in Logic? Like when you're, for no. everything from capturing to bouncing, you do all that manually well, when you guys do that? No, I know that Mark, the guy that, that does most of our editing, he, he has a lot of presets and optimizations and channel things that he does. Uh, so I leave him to do that. But I mean, I'm sure there's ways that I could optimize all of this. But no, I, I, I don't. And a lot of what we do, though, it's, it's very hands-on anyway. So I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I'd love, when I, you, when, you know, if you ever come out here, you're, I'm gonna, just going to... It's going to give you the keys and, and you, uh, you tweak everything. If I, if I ever come out there? Yeah, well, I'll put you to work. Well, yeah, I was hoping you can maybe come out, uh, got a show, do my uh, dance cycle. I, I, this is a little bit of a rehash of our, of our last episode, which I thought was pretty good. Um, but I, I think part of this requires, to, to get good at the life hack stuff or to get good at the automation stuff, it requires a really strange presence of mind. If you didn't listen to episode 108, go back because it's actually a pretty good one. But in this instance, it takes a weird balance of awareness because certainly you have to become aware of where improvement opportunities are. You have to capture that opportunity somewhere that you'll review it later. Like don't stop what you're doing to, to go automate something unless you, you know, if you can write a shell script that does something in a minute, but I mean, how many people can write a shell script in a minute, Yeah, you know? You might want to come back to that and, yeah. and like have like a morning every week or every two weeks where you go and take care of a bunch of those things, you know. Um, but, you know, and then, so yeah, the awareness is the first part is noticing something like, oh my gosh, we have this really, um, we, a show is a show on 5 by 5 right? There might be guests and stuff, but there's this same workflow we've always got to do. Is there a way that we could make that easier for everybody to do, improve the quality of it, reduce the amount of time? Being aware of that is really good and doing it is good. But then, obviously, there's always a cautionary tale. It's so easy to take that too far. 
Like for example, uh, you know, Marco uses Fastmail. Um, I used to be, I was on Fastmail for years and years and years. And you would not believe, it wasn't Procmail, but there was, they had this rule, almost P-list like rule system where you could go in. You would not believe the acrobatics that I would do to try and never see spam. Mm. Going and in going and doing stuff with pipes that would like every time I got <laughs> PR from somebody, the crazy pipes that I would do right. to get rid of PR emails that I had to keep updated. Well, you know, in the end, it would have been easier to just not let it bother me. <laughs> you know, in, yeah. in the case of this this email stuff, I've actually expended a fair amount of time trying to figure out how to send an email without reading email. Um, not enough time to go build something myself or repurpose something, but now that's a solved problem for me. You know, I, if I'm on iOS, I write it in drafts and send it from drafts. And if I'm on a Mac on OS 10, I just use this Chrome extension. But, you know, again, not to beat up. But, but I think it, it is easy to take this stuff way too far um, and to spend all day thinking about stuff you could automate. You know, like the WD-40 looking for something to spray. I mean, you don't want to spend your whole day doing that. Yeah. But one last thing on this. I, I think that where you'll find these opportunities are frequently really surprising. And a good example here is that OmniFocus template thing that Chris made, which is, you know, it might not be, the weird part is, it might not occur to you how many of your products or how many of your projects are 80% the same until you heard about that script. Now, if you take a step back, don't go directly into implementing it. Like, learn enough about how it works, but then think about it, because that's a really powerful idea. Um, I, I, we won't go too far into OmniFocus because it's a lot, there's a lot to talk about, but when you create a project, well, a project can have sub projects inside of it, which sounds fiddly, but it's fantastic. Um, you know, you might have a folder that represents a huge project with projects inside of it and sub projects and the projects and the sub projects can be, um, they can have dependencies or it could be just a list of stuff you could do anytime and so forth. Well, you know, think about trying to contact and deal with a new sponsor. Mm -hmm. That's not super hard, but I mean, isn't that like 80 to 90% the same every time, you know, find this sponsor, There's a lot of overlap there. Yeah. Well, you know, but I mean, there may be more than you realize when you're really trying to, you know, it's, well, it's like when you write, when you're doing scripting or, you know, any kind of like, in my case, lightweight development, I don't, even, I don't realize how much I haven't thought about the problem until I try to solve it. And that's the really gratifying part for me is to go like, oh, I'm learning more about my work if I do the right amount of this. So you might say, oh, you know, oh, I don't need this template, not you. But one might say, I don't need this template thing. All I ever do is go and create these tasks in my list. But if you stop for a second, you might go, actually, you know what? Uh, let's say I want to have a meet a client for coffee. Um, this sounds, sounds so simple, but I need to contact them about doing this. I need to have a follow-up if I haven't heard back with them. I, do I need to get something on open table? Do I need to do that? Um, do I need to remind myself to uh, shave that morning or whatever? I don't know. But then afterward, it's a nice idea to do follow-up with people as well and to say, hi, are there any follow-up events? Say, thank you. I mean, that's actually like six tasks. It's definitely at least three tasks. It could just be contact the person, wait for follow-up, say hi afterward. Well, if you know that, then you can create something. First of all, you're thinking a lot more about how you work. It may be surprising to you how often you don't send a thank you note, but you'd like to. It may be surprising to you how often you hadn't planned enough ahead to know whether that was a good day to do it. But if you create the workflow for what you want your job to be um, and then do it once, it kind of makes a lot of sense. So I say, for I could say, for example, I've got the you know I could have a variable in that template for date of the event that's separate from date of the project. So I could say the date of this event and get a little pop up, little Apple script pop up. You put that in, it enters that, and you can say then date of the event plus you know one day, date of the event plus three hours. You know, I don't know. I just feel like there's so much stuff. Once you really think about your work, you realize 
that there's probably more than you think, it takes longer than you think, and there's more dependencies than you realized. And if there's a way to like have that presence of mind ahead of time and automate it, you know, I, I think it really helps a lot. Like I say, Fantastical, parsing out that this is a person's name. Do I want to send them an invitation? Now I've got that person's email address in there. Why is that great? Like I said last time, a Wayfind will now ping me if they email me before the meeting. Um, again, stuff like Q, QUP.com. QUP will now show me that email associated with the event. You know, and I took it. To, how long did it take to learn that? Well, it didn't take that long. I came across it, I implemented it, and now I don't think about it anymore. I mean, do you, do you ever want to have to wonder again when an Amazon thing is coming to your house? Yeah, it should just be there, tell you. Yeah, and, and like work. the thing. Yeah, and like, you know, do you want to remember to put out a signature release? You know what I mean? Do you want to remember, oh, it's a Christmas gift, so I need to be there before my kid comes home. Like stupid stuff from that, like once you think about that just enough, it's really gratifying how little you have to think about it. It's a weird one. This is the best one we've ever done. Literally. Best show. Am I wrong? Yeah, but... Am I wrong? No. Phone's ringing, dude. (laughs) You want to button this up? Do we have? Yeah, okay. Sure, sure. Yes. Oh. I love you. I love you too, Merlin Man. 